Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to Voices from the Bench. We are at legendary episode number 80. My name is Elvis. My name's Barbara. Congratulations on the 80, partner. Great job. Absolutely. It's been great working with you. It only seems like 10 weeks ago we were at number 70. (laughs) 10 weeks ago, you're like, well, what time can you do this on Sunday? And do you have a Saturday available? And how about Friday at 1? And how about Friday at 11? It's been an awesome journey. (laughs) I don't know if you're serious. I don't sound serious, but I'm being sincere. It's been awesome. It's been great. I can't wait for the next 80. I'm excited. Yep. So, Barb, I hope you had a great time in California celebrating your birthday. We had the best time ever. You know, Sonoma, California, and you know me, so I'm, you know, those two go together quite well, and my girlfriends and I just had an amazing time. So thank you for asking. I had a great time at the Whitmix Digital Forum. I met a ton of people and got a bunch of recordings. It couldn't have been a more fantastic experience. We appreciate Whitmix for inviting us out there. Sorry you couldn't be there, Barb, but I understand you had more important things to do. Don't worry. Barb will be out in public again later. Actually, next week. I know. I can't wait. LMTE? Yes. Yay. Super excited. Yep, me too. So we start a new interview this week. Now, I don't come from a family with a lot of military history. My grandfather did it. I think it was like World War I or something. I don't know. But it was decades ago, and he never really talked about it. Mm -hmm. I don't have any close family members, or I didn't have any friends that served in the Air Force or anything. But I have worked with someone who went through the Air Force Dental Laboratory training. And I've met a bunch of people that went through that training and learned their skill there. And I know that the people that come out of that program are amazing and skilled dental technicians. Do you guys have any at your lab that have went through the Air Force training? No, but that's where my dad learned his training uh, in the Navy. Oh, there you um, go. He was in the Navy. He actually learned his training. I do come from that and know it very well. So, But no, not at this time. I highly suggest that any lab that if somebody walks in your door with that experience and training, hire them. Yeah. Uh, they will not disappoint you. I would agree. So when we had the opportunity to speak with someone who just got out of the Air Force and the dental laboratory training, we were super excited. So Jessica Knott has finished her term and has gone on to work in a private lab. So she joins us and talks about her experience in the Air Force, working on an Air Force base, and how it turned into a lifelong passion. We'd like to introduce our listeners to Crystal Ultra Fixed Hybrid Dentures by Digital Dental. Crystal Ultra is an advanced nanoceramic material used to create final restorations that are the closest alternative to natural teeth, period. If you haven't tried Crystal Ultra Hybrid Fixed Denture in your lab, you need to right now. Crystal Ultra full arches are 60% lighter than zirconia arches and six times stronger than traditional acrylic teeth denture setups. Crystal Ultra is also absolutely gorgeous with incredible optical qualities. 
gorgeous, strong, and functional, Crystal Ultra is rapidly becoming the material of choice for full arch dentistry. Digital Dental makes it super easy to get started with Crystal Ultra immediately, like on your very next case. Just visit them at www.crystalultra.com voices to request a sample arch and to get a discount on your first case. Digital Dental offers complete outsourced Crystal Ultra lab services and as the only U.S.-based manufacturer of advanced dental milling machines, Digital Dental can also provide full in-lab solutions for your lab featuring the revolutionary new DM5XT Ultra wet-dry milling machine. With over a thousand successful cases to date, Crystal Ultra is the fastest growing material solution in full arch dentistry and is taking the market by storm. Crystal Ultra, feel the difference. Voices from the Bench The Interview We'd like to welcome today to the podcast somebody I met, I think, on Facebook, Jessica Knott from Bayou State Dental Laboratory out in Mississippi. How are you today? Well, we're not out in Mississippi. We're in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Son of a... That's why we have written down, damn it. Let's try that again. All right. Okay. This is why we're we're going to do this twice. Ready, Elvis? <laughs> I'd like to welcome to the podcast today a really neat lady I met online, Jessica Knott from Bayou State Dental Laboratory out in Louisiana. How are you today? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm pretty well, you guys. How are you all? We're good, thanks. We're, we're doing fantastic. Now, I asked you to come on here because you just recently got out of the Air Force, correct? That is correct. Um, I ended my contract with the Air Force July 29th. That's amazing. So how did you end up in the Air Force doing dental technology? You know, that's the crazy thing. The Air Force is a bit different than most military services. Usually you can pick your job before you go in, you know what you're going to do. With the Air Force being at such a high demand, you actually usually... You join the Air Force with kind of an open projection window of different career fields that you could possibly get into. And I was placed into dental laboratory. So Uncle Sam told me that I was going to be a dental laboratory technician. And that's how I actually got there. And I will let you know, too, when they told me, I cried for two days. I didn't want to go to school for so long. I was young, you know, fresh out of high school. And I didn't even know what the job was. I had no idea what the background was it. All I heard about was stone models and working in the stone room all day, and I just cried. I was devastated, honestly. But, wow, look at where I'm kind of at now. I thank you so much, the Air Force. Yeah, but that's how it kind of first started. So did you have to take a test that sort of kind of articulated what you might be good at if you were an artist or – I mean, like, how do they choose that? They chose that for my father as well, by the way, so I think it's pretty neat. So, like, what was your experience – So with the ASVAB is what the military testing is called, and it actually scores you in four different categories and gives you an overall score as well. And they use that data that's been, you know, done by someone who gets paid way more money than I do (laughs) to actually be able to align 
you know, best fit for different career fields. So luckily I did fall into that area. And so dental laboratory falls into the general category for the Air Force. And it's actually, I think it's either the second or third highest score requirement is actually getting into dental laboratory. Really? So it's, it's very difficult to get into, um, but we got a lot of smart people in the Air Force anyways. So it's not too bad. So that test must have been pretty accurate. Then if you fell in love with it, you might have been sad at the time, but you love it now. So it's pretty impressive. I cried. I mean, I was devastated. It was, but I love it. I mean, dental has become my life and I would have never even thought about dental as a, a job opportunity ever in my career if I didn't join the Air Force. There's days here at my lab where I cry too, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. I wasn't going to go into that, but it's been a rough <laughs> week at the lab. But, you know, we'll get a lot of cases going through and, you know. But, yeah, so I joined initially with them, and the DOD has one of the 11 last dental laboratory schools mm-hmm. in the U.S. So they have their ADA accredited program, and that's in San Antonio, Texas. So once I went through the basic training, got to, you know, run through the mud and march around everywhere, I went off to dental laboratory school, still very military. Uh, you march everywhere, you know, you eat at the chow hall with the hundreds of army people. But so we did eight months of school there. And then after we do our 18 months, we actually have an 18 month continuation on the job. So you leave that school, you go to a duty station or an Air Force base. And then wow. you do your first initial 18 months. And then you can have your skill level certification to say you can be a dental laboratory technician for the Air Force. That's pretty intense. I love it. Yeah. So most of those programs, um, the other 10, are usually two years. Mm-hmm. The, it's kind of equivalent to an associate's degree. Mm-hmm. We do ours at eight months. And what that means is that you're literally taking a written test every day and a hands-on as well. Wow. Every day? Pretty much every day. Wow. To so be able to get So because it's the same accreditation but squeezed into 18 months. And I think the craziest thing for me, you guys don't really know me too much. I do have two kids. Um, I graduated from my laboratory school eight months pregnant. Oh, wow. wow. Yes, I did. It's intense. It's a lot of work, but wow. I mean, the education facility they have there and the school that they do have, you always hear that laboratory schools are struggling. And when I tell you that the DOD just bought, you know, so much more equipment because they just need more and more, like they can't keep up with it. So no struggle for us on that side, and the education is done very well. Uh, civilian here, DOD, Department of Defense? Mm-hmm. Okay, just want to make sure I'm following. Good there. job. <laughs> yeah, so I always refer to DOD because um, that, that laboratory school is joint service. So that's Air Force, Army, and Navy. So anytime I'm talking joint service, you say I will use the word DOD instead of Air Force. <laughs> oh, I get it. Okay. So talk about the school process, because here you are, you've been through basic training, you have no idea what a dental technician is still at this point, right? That's correct. I had no idea. What, what, how did they introduce you to this field? It's the military, for one. So you're already accustomed to basic training. You just do as you're told, and you move where you're told to move, right? So we all get shuffled in the first day. My class size on the Air Force was four people. So there's four of us from the Air Force, and then the mixture of the Navy and the Army, and they all just sat us down in this room, and they're like, hey, welcome to dental laboratory. We're going to teach you how to disinfect an impression. It's the first thing you have to know in your life. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that was literally day one. I was like, and it was a PC, you know, a gradable item for hands-on. Mm-hmm. And I was just so stressed out because I wanted to make sure that I sprayed the impression right and I rinsed the impression right, you know. Yeah. Just a nervous wreck. And you didn't know what to do. I mean, today, I mean, how many times do we disinfect something every single day? But 
it's very intense, no background. And you just walk in and, you know, welcome to dental laboratory school, sign here. Let's go. So how did you fall in love with your specialty, if you don't mind me asking? So you obviously learned everything. We'll get pretty interesting. So everyone that graduates from the laboratory school is a full service lab tech. Mm-hmm. At Keesler Air Force Base, after I graduated, I did my 18 months of school. I went there and that was my, well, my 18 months of on the job, sorry, at Keesler Air Force Base. And I really was just passionate about dental lab. And actually, I'm not lie, I was pretty dang good at it too. I didn't have any problems. A lot of people were always falling short. And I just kind of melted into dental as a whole. And so when I was at Keesler Air Force Base, our laboratories are clinical as well. So I worked with 48 doctors and we supported an advanced education general dentistry two-year residency program. I had a maxillofacial prosthodontist, a a regular prosthodontist, a TMJ specialist. We had endo, we had perio, oral surgery. That's amazing. We're all together and the learning environment that can create is just, it's never ending. You know, I could go there every day and walk to someone else's door. And by the time I was 100 years old, I still wouldn't have it all. There's just so much going on. Yep. Yeah. So I got blended into it. I really loved it. And I was really focused on the crown and bridge side of things. I mean, as a junior technician, I was just doing all of our crown and bridge work. And I started stacking porcelain. And there was always this really annoying little box in the corner that is just grinding all the time. And I didn't know what it was, but it was really annoying. It was hard to concentrate on my work, you know, ee, 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 million oh, yeah. running. Well, when I got there, all we had was that one MCXL and a PC. And once I finally figured out what it was and how much easier it made my job, you know, we kind of got it moved around and I really started getting focused on doing a lot of my laboratory cases on the MCXL with the PC. And we moved it to its own little special room. I would call it a CAD cam closet. Closet. Um, closet. Literally, literally a <laughs> closet because I, I had this uh, 3M wax printer as well, but we didn't know even how to run that thing. So it was like $100,000 foot rest. I mean, I don't. Wow. Yeah. You know, it, sometimes things get bought and we're just unsure how to use it. And it happens in laboratories all the time you see it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Got, got a couple around here. Yeah. I've been here my whole life. Yep. We got a bunch of that. <laughs> so, but. You know, we got set up in our CAD CAM closet, and then I actually moved into the PROS department. So I worked in the clinical environment. You know, the prosthodontists, usually they have their own laboratory bench. Um, I was actually slotted for a seat there just to help run and maintain that. And we were kind of overmanned in the laboratory, and it was closest to the CAD CAM closet, which I was currently spending my whole day in. And where digital really got big for me was same-day dentistry applications and working in that clinical side. And we sometimes come to situations in the Air Force where, you know, Uncle Sam said so, we have to get it done. Uh-huh. And the case that kind of did it for me, it was a full mouth rehab. I was working with my prosthodontist at the time, Dr. Harris, and she had been treating this patient for, I believe, three years, opening his bite because he was such a heavy bruxer that he was almost ground all the way down. And they, he came in one day and said, hey, I'm getting deployed. I got to go. You like you have to rip the braces off, you know, and we're just looking at each other like, what have we done? Like, this is three years of work. You can't get deployed with braces? You can't. No. Because what if you get hit in the face? Oh, my God. I never thought of that. Yeah, me neither. 
Exactly. So it was just like an emergency. Like I have to go get these braces off, you know, we'll figure it out when we get back and we're looking at each other like, no, it's not when you get back. Like, what do we do? So what do you have to do? You do a full mouth rehab in three days. Yeah. Sounds easy. Yeah. that's all. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. We'll just do a full mouth rehab in three days. So we sat down, we planned it, had a game plan together and utilizing a CERC unit and my in-lab MCXL in the CAD cam closet, we achieved a full day modelless full mouth rehab that pretty much all dropped in perfectly, except for one of the molars had a clusal adjustment. So we just rescanned that one and we made it right because it worked so well and flawlessly. Wow. That's good backing and planning and, you know, doctor guidance. And I didn't even know what I was doing, really. I was like on the CEREC unit, never touched one in my life. But that was the case that did it. That's not a wake-up call into digital dentistry. I don't know what is. Heck yeah. Sure. You can achieve something that high level of accuracy that quickly um, when necessary. So that's where I got into the digital side, definitely. And that was probably... 2016. Mm-hmm. And then in 2017, once I started getting more backing, I finally went and took my CDT exam. So I got to pass that on the first try. Nice. Actually, I had to get a waiver because there's a five-year hold that says you have to be a lab tech for five years. But I was able to get my waiver and I got my CDT and I've just been going strong from then on and just developing and setting up. Congratulations. Yeah. Awesome. Did they teach digital design? In the military, or did you learn that after? So I learned it after, and they do now. It's now integrated into the program. But when I went through laboratory school in 2013, it was just non-existent. It was for an advanced course. Like they had a couple. We're, we're all set up on a dim supply Serona um, system in lab system and our scanners for the DoD. Mm-hmm. And you know they had a room full of Ineos X5 scanners and PCs, but that was not. We weren't allowed to go in there. That's for advanced students. But now it is an everyday course that's taught. So it was all kind of self-taught on the CAD CAM side. We just didn't have anyone. No one was really using it. And it just came. And the best thing was we moved to our new clinic. So like I said, 2013 went to school. 2016-ish was really that change point for me into digital. And finally, in 2018, we moved into our new clinic. And we had a kind of CAD CAM room. It was mixed with the porcelain room. That was the plan, and we still had our one PC, our MCXL, but as a team at Keesler Air Force Base, we had a lot of doctors that were coming from digital backgrounds, and the laboratory as a whole, too. I mean, it's getting very popular. I no longer can have my one PC. People keep kicking me off. How do I get my work done? Mm. Everyone wants to use it. So we actually built an all-digital laboratory at Keesler Air Force Base. Wow. Yes. It's separate from the main laboratory. So there's about 16 technicians there. Everyone's full service. And then there's the secondary laboratory, which is for just digital. And then there's a small ceramic station for customizing, but it's in clinic. So that thing really alone just supports same day dentistry, all the operations of that going. And then the laboratory side as well for you know 48 doctors. It's, it's amazing. And the SAIC units are rolling in and out. Even we have four stations in there for CAD CAM. It's, that's busy. You can always grab a serotonin and scan the cast. So you say 48 doctors. Is that in the U.S. or is that just in your region or at your base? That was in that clinic down the hall from me. That's unbelievable. So you know how you always have problems with your cases and you got to call your doctor? No. No, yep. you get your steps in at Keesler. 
you get your steps in real well, up and down those hallways, you know, chasing to the other side of the clinic because no one calls. You're in the same building, the same facility, which makes it really nice. And Keesler Air Force Base is the only one that has a full digital laboratory set up like that. And what was the hardest thing in the Air Force was connectability. So we cannot connect our CAD CAM systems to the internet. Yeah, yeah. We can't. It's it's just a security issue, you know, patient information. So it's always been a problem. And throughout the whole laboratory career field in the Air Force, so we finally kind of made found our solution to it. And that's one thing that we were able to do there at Keesler. And we kind of mapped it out for other bases as well. But we did what was kind of like an internal VLAN that just connects all of our CAD CAM equipment to each other. Mm-hmm. It puts it on it just a standalone kind of network system. Yeah. So they only communicate with each other. And then also it's connected with our, our imaging units that we use for 3D treatment planning that we were installing as well because we were getting the orthophos in to streamline you know, digital treatment planning to CAD CAM to production on the mill. So all those pieces are all gained together and kind of freely just talks to each other. And every treatment room in that clinic is actually slotted with one plug on the wall that gains access to that specific kind of standalone network. Yeah. Yeah. And so you could, if you're a doctor working, you just make sure your CERC unit's plugged into the wall because that's all you have to do and you have access to everything. Wow. Who were the patients? Were they people in service? Military? Yeah, or were they the civilians? So, yeah, at Keesler, we actually see um, our, all of our active duty population at Keesler Air Force Base. We actually see a lot of the surrounding bases as well because it's the second largest uh, dental clinic in the DOD. Okay. So we're a huge clinic. So other bases send us, and we'll see Navy and Marines and Army, you know, whoever refers them out. And then also we see a good bit of retirees there as well. And hmm. mainly that's because of the advanced education in general dentistry two-year program we have there. It's pretty strict on the case amounts that you need and like the specific work required. And I don't know how many 18 year old kids in active duty military that need like a partial for, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's, it just doesn't happen. Yeah. So the best way to achieve those cases was to open it up to the retiree community. And then, so the retirees and their spouses as well. So that's a benefit, correct? For serving? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you serve your full tour yeah. with the military, then you have, you know, your medical benefits and they, they have to apply. And if we have space, we pick them up. And usually we have space. We're always looking for, you know, more complex comp cases and cross cases because of all the specialties. I don't know if you're really familiar with the two-year AGD program, but it's very strenuous and it's all specialties of dental and you rotate through it. So Monday you work in pros, Tuesday you work in pediatric, Wednesday you work in ortho. It's insane. Wow. Yeah, and they stay on that schedule for two years, and they pretty much just don't even sleep, our doctors. They just live there at their little cubicle and with their laptop trying to get by. But it it makes up for a lot of interesting cases as a lab tech to be able to support and work with them. So these are things that, you know, we just don't normally hear about, which is pretty amazing. They have to go through all of that. Yeah, and I was always very fond of my residency classes and getting to work with them. You know, board cases roll around at the end of their two years. And we had two classes at once. So there was always the one that was in the first year or one that was in the second year. So every June, board cases would roll around. And I mean, you're pulling all-nighters to make sure that everyone's work is completed for boards. And because it's so specific, I mean, it would be like all posterior builds with PFMs 
with go to Clusels and all oh, this other God. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and that's where I was thinking, like, how do I get this faster? You know, how do we achieve these just cases that are required for them and still support the needs of like what we're seeing as an active duty population? Well, CAD CAM works. It works very well. We're casting so much gold there. It's incredible. And then everything is, of course, done in CAD wax and we reseat them to the, like specific parts and dyes or, you know, implant pieces and using like um, some gel pattern, like a light gear material, just to make sure we get snug fits for everything. Hmm. But everything produces for that. And that's really streamlined the laboratory to be able to do some of those things. But residency, absolutely amazing sticking out, you know, and I think the coolest thing is too, if you're a lab tech and you're still at the bench at 10 o'clock at night, well, your residents <laughs> are there too, trying to figure out where the wax is because they got to add a piece of wax onto a model, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember those days. Yep. Yeah. It's just interesting to have us all together and have the docs being uh, supportive and just kind of streamlined. And I was always a big fan of that. So my last year at Keesler, I was really heavily involved with the residency class on the SAIRC side. Because after I got so heavily invested into CAD CAM and we built the new laboratory and we were moving in you know, our five axis mills and starting to integrate other things, of course, I wanted to know the CEREC. So I was getting to work pretty much daily um, chair side of my doctors doing interoral scanning and same day dentistry by my last year in the Air Force. That's a great skill to know. I wish I could learn more of that here in our lab because I know it would help us communicate with the doctors a lot better. Exactly. Because when a doctor calls you at the lab and they're saying, well, I'm trying to do this digital file and this won't happen, you know, you're like, well, I have, you can send me an impression. I can scan it in. That's yeah. kind of what you know. I'm like, do you know who your rep is? <laughs> <laughs> well, the coolest thing now is being on the civilian side, we get a phone call with a scanning issue and, you know, they're like, well, I've, I've scanned the same place, you know, three times and I can't get this hole to fill and I'm missing a part of the margin. Okay, well, getting that experience, you can kind of go through the steps with them and say, okay, is your light focused on your at your patient? You know, is there any blood in the area? Are you having trouble keeping things clean? You know, you really can help diagnose their issues. And that just is a great bond to have being in a laboratory now, even that I'm separated, because other people don't have that back and you can't really get it unless you've spent time in a clinical laboratory. Sure. Yeah. We don't, we don't all get that chance, and that's, that's too bad. It's a very individual kind of military situation that's very different from everyone else's background. I'm sure you got to see a lot of your work seated. Oh, absolutely. So I'm usually... Which is huge. Oh, you have no idea. So pretty much all my cases and my patients, and then... So by the time I left, I was doing a lot of same-day dentistry, and then majority of the anterior work between... Well, we have one civilian that actually works there as well. And he mentored and kind of trained me as a traditional lab tech when I first came in. Mm -hmm. So between me and him, we covered, you know, most of the same day dentistry, digital and all the anterior cases. And that means I got to see my patients on prep day before they were prepped. I got to know about them, their situation, what they were hoping for in their teeth, what they didn't like about it, things that they did like. And then they would get prepped. And, you know, I might be there to help them with the temporaries and set midlines to really be a part of the treatment planning process with the doctor. And I love meeting the patients and getting that intimacy with them and then Absolutely. smile and, oh, I love anteriors. That's, that's one of my, that's my specialty actually. So I get it. Yeah. So to be able to work in that environment where I'm there on prep day, yep. you know, if, if our patient gets stressed out, they call me down all, you know, 
Jessica, come down to the patient. You know, talk to them like you always do. Mm-hmm. And but to be there on seating day, make sure run support for you know my doctors. I mean, I would be running support for maybe eight appointments at once, which means if you're delivering you know eight to twelve units, don't worry about adjustment and final polishing and stuff. Just kick it out the side and. You know, you'll polish them up so they can continue on with what they're doing. Yeah. But you really get to know your patients. And there's so many great stories I've got to hear. I mean, I've had one patient I've restored eight and nine on an implant for three times. Wow. And you're just like, how does this happen? Well, the first time he, he was a Marine, he jumped out of a helicopter, busted his face in. There was a Okay. And you know, so after all that work, we finally get it right. And it took me all this time to get it perfect. And he comes back like a year later. He was playing soccer and someone kicked him in the face and oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He came yeah. back to me this year and he was doing sports of something and he <laughs> at what point did you make him a mouth guard? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he had a mouth guard. I just he has been wearing it. Of course. Yeah, we're big on treatment planning and so everyone gets like hard night guards and mouth guards with all the restorative work at Keesler Air Force Base. So we can try to maintain that. Oh sure. Because it is, you know, essentially we don't charge you for anything. So that does create an environment to where you always get to provide the best solution to the patient, no matter what yeah, the cost. I can see that. Yep. How complex did you get? Were you doing, you know, full arch hybrids or uh, full arch zirconias? Were you getting into all of that there? So everything at Keesler is very specific and dependent upon who's kind of in leadership roles. So who's your head of your prosthodontics department, you know, on the laboratory side of that. And we do have doctors that specifically kind of focus their attention in different materials. Uh-huh. And I will tell you at Keesler Air Force Base, you have to have final set approval by three people to even do a zirconia restoration. Wow. You're kidding me. And why is that, may I ask? Well, like I said, we have a TMJ, you know, TMD department. Wow. And after we're kind of looking into the research of zirconia itself, and the lasting effects and what's happening with opposing dentition ah, and what yep. really the strength that and what it's doing in offsetting. We're just like, as a whole, you know, we're not ready to dive into this and we cut glass, lithium disilicate, even posterior. And then yeah. we do the traditional PFM work. And I have tons of zirconia sitting at Keesler. It's just, we don't use it unless we have to, unless it's truly intended for that case. Because we like to provide what's best and long-term and fitting for that patient. And honestly, zirconia is just cheap and fast. Yeah, I can remember way back when, when my father always said, you know, do gold restorations because it's kindest to the opposing dentition and it wears along with it. And then when Emacs came about, same thing. And then you always saw zirconia was just really rough and, um, you know, it doesn't really change much. And so the opposing changes, but the zirconia stays the same. So exactly really that's really enlightening so that's cool so you guys are pfm and emacs that's super yeah and we do some zirconia and for the full arch cases we do have a we do have a couple of those that go through cross every year and i was working on a couple before i got out like i said it's very different there and it's very educational based so everything there is a learning experience and if you want to do something that's fine and also we have a dental research grant there as well so Central Research Laboratory, we're doing material testing, you know, flexural strength, shearing strength, wearability for all of our materials. We'll side-by-side align them. I mean, you can really streamline to find great practices and solutions in dentistry in an environment like that. That's pretty neat. Really, that last year, maybe a year and a half, it was just how do we make solutions for our clinic 
because we had the goal of like, we want to be the best dental clinic in the DOD on all sides of things and digital integration, material testing, streamlining processes, our access to care. If you need to call and get an appointment at Keesler's one day, the Air Force says that we have to be at 24 days. Wow. Amazing. 24 days, you're allowed to make a crown? Wait, no, 24 no, days. No, for an appointment. Oh, I was all like, wow. <laughs> Our specialties department is like four days and the Air Force says you have to have 37. Yeah. As a team, we had so many great doctors just in digital backgrounds and, you know, we all kind of came together this past year and a half and we did some amazing things. Our head of research, Dr. Brewster there, I mean, he was just so supportive. Anything we needed, just, it was a, it was a life-changing year, I would tell you. And of course, one of the closest doctors I've ever gotten the chance to work with, kind of like my sidekick, I like to say, Dr. Travis Felici, he was our maxillofacial prosthodontist, and he had a huge digital background. He just graduated from his residency programs and came to Keesler a year ago, and me and him were able to tag team and kind of lead all that together. And then, of course, with the help of everyone else, it was just incredible what we went through. So are you still affiliated with them now? Are you still there? Or I, I thought you said you were at Baton Rouge. So I am now currently down in Baton Rouge. And I do have an Air Force connection while I'm still doing some of the research work with our director of research at Keesler Air Force Base on 3D printing resins. So we still kind of have that going on. Dr. Bleachy and I, we co-lecture together. So we started kicking that off this year because we like to lecture to an audience where you can understand clinical and the laboratory background of things. Yeah. So you were at the, um, where were you in Mississippi at Biloxi? So was that who you were speaking with? Yeah, at Fun in the Sun. So that is my yeah. maxi prosthodontist, Dr. Travis Bellici. Awesome. Okay. He was absolutely incredible. I mean, when I have to say an honor to work with a doctor that closely for that long a time, I mean, daily for since he had gotten there and actually get to, he trained me in like maxillofacial, you know, some of the more simple pieces. And that's where I really got interested into that side of things and doing restorative, even on a facial and audio prosthetic kind of side of things. Yeah, he is great. And so we are co-lecturing and we're kind of trying to kick that off and streamline what we're going to do for the year. But so that's another tie I still have back to Keesler Air Force Base. And then I actually took a reserve contract with the Air Force, but I'm actually at Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana, hmm. which is a bomb wing. So they're one of the nuke bases, essentially. Wow. And I, yeah, so on the weekend, once a, one weekend a month, I work up there at the dental clinic. And I'm slotted for a dental assistant because they don't have laboratory technicians in the reserves. But I mean, honestly, I get to just work in the clinic and be with a great team of doctors up there again as well. I just met them last weekend. It was my first weekend with them and uh, get to treat patients, which is the best thing to me. That's what I'm here for is it's what it all comes down to is treating patients. Yeah. yeah. Sort of kind of sounds like that's your first love and you'll always be affiliated with them somehow. Exactly. I will always find my way back to the patient because when it comes down to it, people, Oh, just go to dental school. I almost did. I thought about going to dental school, but you have to think where can you make the biggest impact for patients? Is it just being a dentist and having to see, you know, your patient that there's appointments and you can't get around it. Or is it on a laboratory side where you're able to balance more things? You can work kind of whenever you need to work. The patient doesn't have to physically be there. And then you still have time to educate yourself through continuing education courses and travel. You get to lecture and help educate other people. You know, as a lab tech, we can hop up at any time, really. 
I mean, sure, we have things to do and there's always a due date, but there's not physically the patient there. So that's why I decided like I love laboratory and I want to stay there because you can have the biggest impact for patients and through an educational stance for the industry as a whole on a laboratory side. Yeah. Great answer. When you got out of the military and you said this was like July, right? Today's episode is brought to you by Kettenbach. Let's talk about impressions and impression materials. Can we agree that not all incoming records your lab receives are equal in quality or have captured the details you feel necessary to move forward confidently with a fixed removable or implant case? NADL studies show that small, medium, and large labs all face the same awful situation of producing remakes at no charge over and over again when it might not be the lab's fault. Kettenbach and their team of manufacturer reps are here to help your lab by offering support and solutions, not chairside milling units, that will improve the incoming clinical results and consistency you and your clients are looking to achieve. Their materials are manufactured in Germany using patented technology, and in America they only sell direct for less cost. Visit www.kettenbach-dental.us to learn more about Panacell, Identium, and Selgenet impression materials, Futar bite registration, Thistleist temp material and core buildup, Mucopin soft reline, and airway metrics. Kettenbach also offers materials used every day in the dental lab, in particular the Panacell Lab Putty Hard and Lab Putty Soft. These materials can be cleanly and easily dispensed in a one-to-one putty matrix. There are no messy accelerator gels with this system. The Panacell Lab Putty is sold in two 5kg buckets of base and catalyst and is definitely the dimensional, stable lab putty material you have been looking for. Try any of the materials risk-free today by calling Kettenbach direct at 877-532-2123. Mention the code DENTALLABPODCAST25 and you will receive an additional 25% off your order. Once again, call Kettenbach direct at 877-532-2123 to make the connection with a partner who can help your lab and your clients save money and increase quality coming in and going out. Thanks for your support, Kettenbach. So a mega big thanks to Jessica Knott for coming on the podcast to talk about her experience while she served our country. It's amazing that one can be almost crying when they're going into dental technology and end up on the circuit speaking about 3D printing. So congratulations to you, Jessica. Join us next week as we talk to Jessica about her transition and decision to go with a private lab while turning down offers to go corporate, which we love. We'll be at Lab Day East, like we just said earlier, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We're looking forward to seeing all of our friends at LMT and and seeing how many attendees will sit down with us and talk about their passion or anything else that you want to come. And I'm the rally girl, so I'll be grabbing people. So make sure you don't make eye contact with me, because if you do, you're going to be sitting down with us. Just a warning. (laughs) Come find us at the front of the exhibit hall on October 12th and introduce yourself. We're going to have a lot of fun. No pressure. I promise. It's easy. We'll make it really easy. Don't look her in the eye. (laughs) Don't look her in the eye. (laughs) And then after that, we have about a month before the next conference. We will be at the Eastern Conference of Dental Laboratories in Concord, North Carolina. If you are 
anywhere near this area, you should definitely head over on November 8th and 9th for two days of some amazing content. They got some big names. They got Tim Torbinson, Chris Boris from Preet, myself, Michael Clark from Arjun, Christy Neff, and so much more. We as a group, we have to support these events, not only to bring us together, but to provide the much-needed education that we need to continue bettering our industry. Barb and I will be there most of the weekend, so be sure to stop by and say hello. So check out this episode's show notes for a link to see all the great content and to register for the Eastern Conference of Dental Laboratories. If you want to be on the podcast or if you know anyone that you think would be a great guest, send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com and we can start to set something up. We are looking to feature anyone from any aspect of our industry, which I think is pretty obvious with our podcast. So drop us a line if you're interested. And while you're listening to the podcast, give us a review. Let us know how we're doing by rating us. We always appreciate the feedback. As long as it's a, a 10. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. As long as it's positive. Yep. <laughs> as always, we want to give a big thanks to this week's sponsors, Digital Dental and our newest sponsor, Kettenbach. If you use putty in your lab, check out the Panacell putty from Kettenbach. We got some in our lab a few weeks ago, and our removable technicians love it. Make sure you check it out. A huge thanks for their support of the podcast. Return the support back to them if you get a chance, and make sure they know you heard it on Voices from the Bench. And we thank you. Awesome. We appreciate everybody. That's all we got. We will see you in Philly. Have a good week. See ya. I will never let you down on the buttons I have to hit. Okay. <laughs>